Hey everyone, hope everyone had a great week. For this week's episode, I wanted to talk about something that my friend and I discussed earlier this week, which is whether or not any of us are original anymore. Uh, This came up because my friend is a huge watch person. Like you can say to him, hey, I have this picture of a watch. Can you help me ID it? And a few minutes later, he'll come back at you with like the name, the year and the like what's like significant about it, why it's worth what it's worth, whatever it is. He just like has this insane encyclopedic knowledge. Um, Come to think of it, I actually have several friends who are like this. I have a friend who's like that about birds. Like I'll see a random crazy bird and I'll send him a picture and he'll like say, oh, this is a whatever, whatever. (laughs) And like ask me like, where are you right now? And I'll tell him wherever I am. He'll be like, oh yeah, this is the right time for them to be in your part of the country. Um, and I have another friend who like similarly with mushrooms, I'll send him a picture of a mushroom and he'll be like, oh yeah, this is whatever kind and da 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 da. Like it, this is toxic, um, or not toxic. So, um, anyway, this friend is a watch friend and I was talking to him because I listened to this podcast called How Long Gone. Shout out to Chris Black and them jeans, Jason Stewart, who I know will probably never listen to this podcast. Um, I am a big fan of theirs for a multitude of reasons. It's It brings me a lot of joy whenever I see uh, their three weekly um, episodes come up. They, they have three episodes a week and they're just really fun to listen to. And they all, you know, they have guests, but I have to say my personal favorites are when it's just the two of them just kind of like talking about their lives and like cool things that they've been seeing um going on or not so cool things uh they're just they're just really a lot of fun to listen to and like the friendship between them it's just really cool to observe um as well it it's like almost like having like two broy friends around which is you know nice especially given current pandemic times which we continue to live in. Um, but anyways, this week they had this guest, uh, Bryn Walner, Walner, who, um, is it Walner or Walner? Waller. I'm sorry, Bryn. But she has this Instagram account called Dime Piece, which is a pun on timepiece. Um, and it's all featuring photos of celebrities who obviously female celebrities I should clarify wearing really nice watches and she IDs them and like you know it's just like fun because it's tightly focused and it's um something that's like not really talked about because it's funny I had been talking to my friend for a while about this about how there aren't that many like women watches like for a long time the watch that I've wanted to have for a while is the um Hermes Cape Cod watch because it's cool because it has like another strap to it it's like a a double strap watch it just looks different and like I like personally prefer leather I just think it like breathes a little more easily and it's like a kind of it can be understated at least I think it can be 
And my friend was like, yeah, but that's like not really a nice, like good watch. Um, and so we've been talking about like all these different kinds of watches and whatnot. And, and it's like his hobby, but I love like poking, you know, and just like asking more questions. And I recently, not so recently at this point, watched uh, On the Rocks with uh, Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. And it's directed by the god, the goddess to me, Sophia Coppola, um, with music by her husband's band Phoenix, uh, which is incredible. Um, and of course it's in New York. So it's like this like beautiful love letter to New York, uh, which really made me miss New York a lot. Um, but anyways, in the film, watches play a pretty central role, but they never like talk about what kind of watches they are. And so of course I instantly like froze the screen because this is on Apple TV and like took pictures and like asked my friend like hey what what kind of watch is this uh and we were noting that like there really aren't that many women geared watches like there's like the Cartier tank Frances that like Lady Diana Princess Diana whatever you want to give her as her honorific title um Queen of Hearts Diana uh you know the the watch she basically made really famous and then there's the Cartier Panther which is what I believe Sophia wears and it's a kind of a girl watch um and anyways seeing the dime piece account was really interesting because my friend and I were looking through it there's like not that many posts yet because it's a relatively new uh Instagram but she's gotten got a pretty incredible following already and she, um anyway my friend who obviously is a much more knowledgeable person than I am on watches was noting that like most of these celeb celebrities women were all just wearing like Cartiers or um Royal Oaks or like certain models of like Rolex Datejust just basically there's like a standard formula of like what kind of watch they wear and he says, oh, this is a little boring. And what was interesting was I read an interview in Hodinkee, which is this watch um, blog turned now like site that like sells watches itself. Um, and they interviewed Bren and she was talking about how like, um, you know, women's watches, it, there's just haven't been that many geared kind of towards women slash like it's just like not like it hasn't been cool for women to collect watches and that like basically the one famous watch collector who's a woman is Ellen DeGeneres and she has like a pretty cool collection from what my friend has told me but obviously you know not not someone who like is like you know your everyday kind of celebrity who would wear a nice fancy watch. Like most nice fancy watches that people wear are the, just the standard, like three, four brands. Like, a um, yeah. And so that led me to say to my friend, well, you know, it's kind of like how millennials and I think basically Gen Z, like the generations that have been super touched by 
social media targeting, like ad targeting and, um, you know, basically the internet, like we are becoming more and more homogenized. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, for example, every person I know, basically, uh, owns something by Glossier, the skincare slash makeup company. Um, everyone I know, like, owns something from Outdoor Voices. Um, like, a lot of these direct-to-consumer brands, right? Like, Harry's for, like, razors and shaving cream. Um, I have some friends who use Lola for tampons. And, uh, you know, those R-Place pans and, like, Great Jones cookware. Like, the baking sheets, um... Obviously, like, I feel like the bedding area is a huge one with Brooklinen and Parachute. And just, like, you know, all these brands basically have become, like, super common. Like, everyone just basically kind of grabs the same things. And there's less kind of originality. And so that, like, kind of begged the question of, like, is there really anything original about people anymore? Like, do people seek it out? And... In a way, I would say yes, because you definitely do still people see people who will try to kind of march their own beat of, um, you know, going thrift store shopping or vintage clothes shopping and, um, you know, doing their own kind of hobbies. But, but we are also weirdly in this world where because of the exposure we have to images from Instagram, from TikTok... It, it's kind of a lot of the same being regurgitated to us. And so, you know, when I look at decor, for example, like, it's interesting that like boucle, for example, has become such a big trend. And I feel like part of it is also because it's just like been featured so much online that like eventually people are like, oh, yeah, that looks kind of nice. Like that, like photographs nice. Like, why don't I try it? But then like whether or not it's actually a good product for your home is questionable. And there was actually, um, I don't know if anyone reads Wirecutter. I occasionally kind of glance at it. Um, and it definitely did impact some of my (laughs) quarantine, like larger purchases in terms of like what I bought. But, uh, they recently gave a review to the R place pan that was not, uh, very favorable. Basically was like, you know, this is not a great pan. And I thought that was interesting because it's, it's so popular. Like everyone seems to want to like have, you know, one of them because they're very photogenic. Um, but it, it just really made me think for a while about whether or not there are things about us that are basically becoming so homogenized by the world that we live in. And what we can do to counter that. And for myself, part of it is obviously, you know, trying to go back to the roots of who I am, which I know sounds really bizarre and and kind of like strange uh, because like, aren't I who I am now? Um, But I think like when you have like work and like all these social responsibilities and also societal influences around you you slowly try to do what's acceptable rather than what is, you know, what you think is right or what kind of sparks your curiosity. Um, 
it reminds me of this girl I once knew who was a massive fan of Titanic. Like, just, like, massive. She, like, would travel to random places. Um, or it seemed random to me, but to her were basically many meccas, each of these spots, to look for, you know, Titanic museums and artifacts and so on and so forth. Um, but, and in a way, like, we all thought she was crazy. Or at least, like, very passionate about something that none of us could make sense of. But there was so much beauty in it, actually, now thinking about it, because, like, it's great that she's not like me, that she is so passionate about something, because that's someone who can then use that passion to hopefully, you know, one, make herself happy, which it obviously did, and two, um, you know, pass on that knowledge to a later generation. Like, we need more people to be passionate about things and, and not be so homogenized and kind of going down this one track path. So for myself, I've been thinking about this a lot. And um, there's like a, this Japanese principle called Ikigai. Um, I-K-I-G-A-I. And there was tons of books written about this. But basically, the idea is you need to find your purpose. And you can do so in part by trying to imagine like if you had your ideal life, um, day in your life, what would you spend it doing? And it shouldn't be, you know, just like lounging about, like if you had like work and such, like what would you really love to do? And I've been thinking about that pretty hard. Um, and there's like, for me, the classic problem of there's like 20 things I would love to do and love to like be able to pursue as my life's work. And, and instead, like I just kind of scatter about instead of focusing on one, um, which is a real challenge for me. But it's been interesting to kind of think about that and think about how people go about these things um, and try to find their ikigai. And I, I right now, that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. And um, I guess my question for folks is I'd be really curious to hear about yours and how you guys um, have been able to kind of find your purpose, find your own originality um so that's gonna wrap it up for this week but um hope everyone is having a great week once again and we will talk soon